Fashion emergency hotline. Help, I've got major Black Friday FOMO. You don't have to miss out if you go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep. Skip the crowds and get 40% off your entire purchase in store. 40% off right now? That's right. And today, for one day only, all jeans for the family are 50% off. 50% off all jeans? I'm not scared of that. Thanks so much. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Valid 1119. 40% off valid through 1122. In stores only. Excludes clearance, gift cards, register lane items, jewelry, and today only deals. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Gosh, it's time again for another show. I can't believe there's just so many people and so little time. But today is a, a great guest that I have on, and uh, not only... Does she help search in California and help bring families together? She's a good friend of mine. So this will be, I'm sure, an enjoyable show for everyone. So let me just read a little bit about her so you can know what all she's done. Um, Lisa's an adoptee and a birth family searcher who specializes in California. After hitting so many brick walls in her own search, Lisa reached out to the search guru and adopted mother, Colleen Buckner. Colleen was able to put all the pieces together and reunited Lisa with her birth mother the very next day. That day just happened to be her birth mother's 50th birthday. Wow, that's not a way to start off the reunion right there. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. So tell me, I want to know, I mean, I don't know for as long as you and I have known each other if I really even know your story. So... I would like you to tell people, you know, kind of how the rest of that story goes together after your intro. Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my birth mother actually kept me for the first five months of my life. So when she she was 16 when she actually had me. So when she realized, yeah, once she realized she couldn't do it, she did the, you know, the right thing and relinquished me to the adoption agency in the area where she lived at the time, which just happened to be, um, Anaheim area. Okay. So I was actually born in Los Angeles, but adopted out of Orange County, which makes a difference. Some, some people know about that. But right. So then she relinquished me. I was in foster care for about a month, and then my um, parents adopted me at six months. And they already had two biological sons, and I had a great childhood. I really did. I, I, you know, there wasn't really talk about me being adopted. The only obvious was I had red hair and I was taller than everybody else. Other than that, right. you know, I I felt like a, a you know, it was just normal. <laughs> right, and then right, my right. Mom, my, my mom suddenly passed away, and the very first thought I had was another mother had left me, and I didn't even know where that had come from because, you know, it wasn't in the forefront of my mind about being adopted. Right. It was just that abandonment issue that just came out it's of nowhere. It's funny how that sneaks in, right? I mean, it just, Isn't you don't it? even have it that really in your in your brain, really. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So I took uh, about seven years after she passed away, after, you know, you losing your mom, it's the grief enough is about to just put you in an insane asylum. And right. once I got back on my feet, I started doing the searching myself. And about seven years into it, after hitting so many brick walls, um, I contacted Colleen. And the reason I couldn't find my birth mother is because she had used an alias. Oh. But I had found her marriage certificate because I knew in my non-identifying information report that she had been married. And so I found her marriage certificate, and she didn't think of changing her parents' names. Oh. So 
Colleen um, was able to track her down, was finding her through her mom's name. So marriage certificates and death certificates are really, really big source of uh, a nice resource for me. Right, so, right. Uh, then I did, I was about, I was a search angel for about a year, and then Colleen, I would stay, uh, stay in contact with Colleen, and she mm. had become ill, and I found out that she had melanoma cancer, mm. and um, I was, you know, trying to help her out, you know, returning her emails or whatever she needed me to do, and then one day she's like, you know, I'm just so exhausted. They say I only have um, nine months to live, and I really just want to be with my family. Would you be wow. interested in continuing my legacy and taking over my business? I had the wow. within 24 hours, and I've been doing it for almost 10 years. Next next year will be 10 years. Wow. So that's my story in a gist. <laughs> Gosh. You know, I think I knew some of that. So yeah. did you and your mom, like, how was that relationship and – you know, how did that move forward? And At first, it was just like it normally. You know, they call it the honeymoon period. We sure. exchanged a lot of a lot of emails, a lot of um, phone calls. Uh, we became Facebook friends, you know, whole nine yards. But she just yeah. wasn't willing to um, share any information with me. She just wanted to skip all the questions and go straight right. to a relationship. And I'm right. like, hold up, there's... You know, there's more, you know, there's a lot of questions I have. I haven't, you know, it took me 35 years to do this, right. and I found you after that time. I want to know more. I want to know what's going on. And she wasn't really willing to do that. And so probably last year, no, earlier this year is when we um, completely separatized. We don't talk at all. No Facebook, no nothing. She blocked me. I mean, she's still on Facebook, but she's blocked my number. She's blocked, you know, whatever. It is wow. like Right. So, you, um, but I keep I keep it alive by doing my searching. You know, I help. Sure. What I couldn't find with her, I I right. push into my searches. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Um, you know, I always hate to talk so much about me because every time I do the show, it's don't want to be repetitive. <laughs> but you know, I feel like <laughs> that's how my search was too, and I and I I did shove all those questions down, even though I, you know, I tried getting some answers, I tried talking about it, but the same thing, my mom wanted nothing to do with that, nothing, Right. and, but if I, you know, I have two sisters from her, and if I was going to continue that and stay around, I just had to make a decision, you know, what what was I going to do, was I going to you know, keep pushing it, or was I going to, you know, kind of just put, you know, just keep, you know, it to myself. Totally. And yeah. I finally, I did, I kept it to myself, but I didn't really, because like you, you know, I did some <laughs> search people, and inside, it was just burning a hole in me. I mean, really. I mean, even though it was not out there, and we were not talking about it, that doesn't mean it wasn't yeah. happening in my head. So, oh yeah, I, don't, I just decided yeah. I didn't want to deal with the drama, you know, because she's pretty right. dramatic about other things in life, and I just didn't really mm-hmm. need that negativity in my life. And I wasn't searching for a friend or a mother. I wanted some answers, and she right. was, she's the only one that can give them to me because she doesn't remember who my birth father. Well, she knows his first name, but she didn't, you know, remember anything else. So, 
I don't know now that one of my friends found her birth father after 22 years. I might right, find right. by the DNA again. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you know, you and I have talked about that. And, I mean, mine were 25 years apart. I mean, I found my mom in 1990. And not mm-hmm. till 2015 did I find my dad. So, and it was DNA. That's, that's how I did it. And, yeah. you know, friend you and I are talking about, it was DNA with her. And I truly think that this, that DNA is going to be the game changer for all of us who, and for the moms who don't know who this gentleman is, whether it is, you know, unfortunately, yeah, whether yeah. it is rape or, you know, that it is that they just don't know. I mean, let's face it, we're human beings, you know, one night stands happen and, you know, that's how it goes. Right. And I think if if our moms knew that, you know, we're not there judging them, we're just there just for answers, just, just tell us what happened, you know, fill it in yeah. for us. You know, let's it's not have really a big hole there. But, but I understand, you know, where she's coming from. I didn't come around for 35 years, and according to her mother and her sister, it was something that took her almost that long to um, tuck away, tuck away right. deep in her heart and not have to deal with it, you know, and then here I resurface and, and she just still can't. But it's right. okay. I'm fine with it. It's, it's, yeah. The stuff well, I, I think that's the other her, thing, like too, don't you? I mean, I think regardless of what we find, um, we kind of always have to reach that point, and for each person it's different. It's a different amount of time. It's different answers, you know, sometimes no answers. But, you know, we all get to that point, and it's it's that closure for us. Right. Yeah. I think I've got the closure. Um, I do think about it a lot when I'm doing searching, when I'm searching for other people. That's what kind mm-hmm. of keeps my drive is because I, it took me so long to get answers. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this case. And right. my snap usually wins in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you and I have talked about searching before. And if we kind of want to give people this idea and this, sort of a how-to and how to begin and, you know, what to look for. And sometimes, you know, we get to that spot and we, we, we oh, I can't talk. We really need right. help. Um, yeah. But let's kind of go over maybe what somebody can do, regardless of state. Um, right. What are some first steps that you tell people or you ask people, you know, have you done this or, you know, you need to do this, and then we can, right. you know, make yeah. a start at it. Well, first and foremost, and I think that this is pretty universal with all the states, is that non-identifying report or non-ID, I like to call it in short form. And right. it's so imperative to have that. I, I really can't, even if you have a name, if you don't know right. where that person was born or how old they are or mm-hmm. even, you know, little clue about the physical description, there's, there's no way I can help you. It's just not right. going to happen. I can't just take a name and throw it in some magic database. I have to have a starting point. Right. And so I think the non-idea is most important. I mean, a lot of people don't really know that. I didn't even know that that was something that I was allowed to have when I turned 18. So it's really right. important to find out, find find the agency. If you don't know the agency, especially in California, just um, you can get on my website, www.adoptioncalifornia.com. I'm sorry, adoptionsearchcalifornia.com and see the address there. So non-ID is first and foremost 
important thing. Right. And while you're at right. it, if you're going to ask for a non-ID, um, ask them to send you consent for contact forms. So that way, what that is, if, if the birth mother or maybe a sibling or another part of that birth family has put in a consent, their own consent, then the agency will be able to match you. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for the sibling waiver of rights, too, which is basically the same thing, but it's just for sibling. Yeah, I think here in Indiana they call it, um, we have the non-ID and then we have the identifying. So basically in Indiana, if you fill out both those forms, 47896 and 47897, you do both. If anyone has registered pre-adoptive sibling and then they will then connect you. Yes. But yeah. if no one's registered, then it sits there and waits, you know. Yeah, and you know what? Isn't that the same with DNA, though? If no one on right. say, your paternal side doesn't register their DNA, you're not going to – maybe that's what my problem is. <laughs> I haven't found any paternal side. It's all maternal. Well, it, yeah, and, you know, I think people always ask me, and, I, you know, we're, I know we're kind of hopping around, but DNA is yeah. such a game changer in this. And a lot of times if, you know, or when we find or you find whoever is searching, the birth mother side is taken care of, but sometimes when we don't know that, then DNA is, you know, pretty much now the go-to choice to to start with. So if you register, you talk to the state, you know, no one else is in that, you know, waiting to, you know, trying to get a hold of you, then... The next thing is DNA. I mean, immediately, that's what I tell people, you know. Um, And even if you do find your mom or someone, you know, your mom has registered or your aunt or whatever from that side, a lot of times there's no no known father. So the DNA almost becomes essential. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you ask people, you know, basically, hey, listen, you need to register with your state. You know, you need to make sure that, you know, no one else is registered. And then what do you usually tell them to do? Do you ask them to, like, you know, kind of search for clues that they've maybe forgotten or, you know, ask anyone or talk to anyone? Oh, well, yeah, it's really important for them to try to open the line of communication with the adoptive parents. Um, in my case, I was told after my mom had already passed that she was waiting waiting for me to ask her because she had a whole mess of information that she wanted to give me that was in her head. You know, she had never written it down, but she had things that she wanted to tell me. And I really think if you open the line of communication and I, and I offer like some template or sample letters to open, you know, to help open the line of communication with your adoptive parents and to say how important it is. And most of the time, you know, nine times out of ten, I find my clients are like, Oh my God, you're right. It was so easy just to ask them and they've been waiting and we, you know, I feel so much closer to them. And right. we as adults right. are so afraid we're going to betray them. Or, And sometimes it happens, like the 9 out of 10. You know, sometimes it's like I can't believe right. that you're asking me this after everything I've done for you. Yes. And then it's just closed. You know, everything's closed, and you're you're not going to get any help from that. But right. I think if you give them the benefit of the doubt, I, I'm really, I really do, and it's in my personal experience, give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, and open the well, line. Of and I think some people. I think if if you if you really already know and they've said something, well, that's obvious. But I think you're right. I think if you've not talked about it, you know, how are you, you really get the answer? Yeah, make an attempt. And I think there is 
you know, a respectful way to do it. I mean, we have to remember that, you know, not only do we have fear, you know, about us being rejected, they have a fear of being rejected from us, you know, that we're going to find a new family. I mean, I was 22 when I found, and, you know, my mom always said, I knew you would always, I knew you would find, because obviously she knew I was a nosy Nelly, I was going to do it. But she was like, I I really thought you'd find in Alaska. I don't know what Alaska had to do with it, but, you know, um, I wanted to say, well, they've got open records, but... You know, it's, I mean, of course, you know, we're going to find, I mean, no one is taking us anywhere. You know, this is not about their job as parenting. This is not about, you know, the good or the bad or the ugly in anything because there's no perfection. So, you know, we're not going to find, you know, rich relatives. We're not going to be princesses. I mean, as much as we want to be, that's not going to happen. It's real life. And... Just know that, you know, maybe if you ask, maybe there are small things that even they have forgotten, or maybe they right. have some paperwork that, you know, you could take a look at. I remember when I was younger, and then they would go out to dinner and leave me home with my brothers, which was basically being left at home by myself. <laughs> I would go through their files. I would go through their paperwork, and and I knew where it all was because I'd put it back. Each time that they went to dinner, I'd go, and I'd get more information, more information that didn't mean anything to me. And I knew, why, why didn't I just ask them, what does this mean? You know, what is this clue? What is that? Why did you write that number down? You know, who's this, who are you doing this correspondence with? And I would have found out a lot sooner than it took me. <laughs> oh, I know. But, you know, I think we don't, we kind of think, let's do this. And maybe, too, I know I thought that I wanted to meet these people, I say in quotations, that, you know, who were they? I wanted to meet them before I brought my mom and dad into this, you know. Right. I wanted to see who they were, you know, kind of first and make my assessment of it, you know, maybe this wasn't yeah. even going to work, you know. I mean, I was ready to write it off before it started. So, right. you know, I think we're protective, too. And I think there's the opposite side of this, too, that, you know, some people have not had a great you know, childhood with their adoptive parents and right. they know there's no way they can ask. And, you know, you we understand that too. So don't ask, but, you know, you've got to look around. And, and I always tell people to start yeah, some type of journal that, you know, please start writing stuff down because you really forget. You You don't have any kind of, you know, knowledge of dates. It just all blends into the other. So... Right, Try right. really hard to write things down as you do them when you send forms off or when you call people and, you know, who did you talk to and things okay. like that. That really helps. Yeah, keep like a correspondence sheet. And right, right. Very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I think that, I mean, it really helps. It really, I think, keeps everything, you know, you and makes you feel organized when there's kind of mass chaos in this. I mean, I think you... Too. I don't know if you were like this, but you would search and do something, and then you kind of slow down and stop for a little bit, and then you start back up again. It's almost like you've got to gain that energy back or something. Oh, right, like you put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to deal with Thanks. this later, yeah. Right, yeah. It takes, right. Oh, it takes years. I have people saying, I've been collecting information for 50 years, and I think I'm ready to do this now. <laughs> right, 
Right. You're like, okay, we'll send uh, over your documents, yeah. send messages mm-hmm. over all your paperwork, and let me go through it. <laughs> let me see it. Mm. Yeah. So have you had have you had a case that's like eluded you that like one case you can't solve or you know is there one thing that drives you nuts about in these searches that really just you know is impossible it seems like oh yeah lots of them and I get to the point that it I feel really bad for them and I need to find anybody to help them and that's when I get I have a private investigator friend that kind of helps me on on the down low, some of my really, really hard cases. And if she can't help me, then I know that it's just not going to happen. And those usually turn out to be, you know, the black market or underground children, you know, like the Georgia Tans or something like that. Right. So often does that happen? There's a lot of them. Yeah. How often? Well, let's see. I have a, let's say out of the ten that I've done in the last month, I would say one of them is po- a possibly black market baby, and they're, they're, it's completely been wiped clean. You know, her uh, her original she has her original birth certificate, but it has a false name on it. So this, uh, this one's not going to be that, that's not going yeah, to happen. Yeah, that is that then the case? You know, you wait on DNA, but. Again, it's all in who gets tested and who exactly. is seeing she information. Did yeah, she's right, been right. four times, and she hasn't right. found any. Well, like a fourth cousin, but she's not getting anywhere with them, and they're mostly in Europe, and they have no idea what she's talking about. That is so crazy. Yeah. I just I can't imagine it being so hard. And sometimes I think, and this sounds so maybe silly, I don't even know, but maybe it's not time. Maybe this, maybe just there needs to be more time added to this. And when it's supposed to come together, it kind of does. I feel like that happens a lot. Oh, like timing, you mean? Just like the, yeah, the yeah, that, line? Yep, yep, kind of. I mean, I hate to be so corny like that, but I do think that, you know, um, I just did a search and I just found a friend of mine's nephew. And mm-hmm. had this happened a year before this, he would not have been ready, and it would not have worked. And so, and you know, again, a male adoptee is different in this. So mm-hmm. I think, though, had I found him a year ago, yeah, he might have been glad, but this year later made a huge difference. And I think the reunion is going to be more successful. Right, yeah. So Yeah, I have a lot of birth mothers that I find um, – that will say, oh, my gosh, I never thought this day would come because the social workers would tell us that, you know, just move on. You're going to have another baby. You're going to get married. Life will go on. And you're never going to find this child. This child's never going to find you because it's all closed. You know, I'm talking about California. And so we do end up finding them. And they're like, you know, this isn't a bad time. My husband's in the hospital. I really, really want this to happen, but now is not a time. And it eventually right. does happen. But there's things that go on in people's lives. And, and we take it personally. We're like, oh, how dare she? She doesn't want to talk to me because her husband's sick. And you can't. It's right. life. you got to give it some right. time. And patience is not our best friend. I'll tell you that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think that we do because we're ready for rejection any time. I mean, it's, you know, the minute we can, something goes that way, we immediately feel rejected. I mean, we're ready to. Immediately. 
to shut down. Yeah. It's because that's how we protect ourselves. I mean, you know, as much as I hate that I do that, that's our protection. It's that fight or flight, and that's what we do. Right. So, you know, whether it's whether it's a search or a friendship or whatever, that is how we've kind of learned to protect ourselves. And, you know, but sometimes I think this is where I, I really feel like reading comes in. And there mm-hmm. are so many, you know, books to read and, you know, people to talk to that really put you right. in that place where when you go to Deer Search, you have a way better understanding of it versus jumping right in and knowing nothing. Right. Yeah, not feeling the water and not realizing how cold it really is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't you know? do your research. It's very important to do your research. And, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you how do, you do these successful searches? And you just have to know where to look. I've got some favorite sites that I use all the time that I find my information from, and people just don't realize that there's so much information out there because you, you know, they're just not paying attention. It's like, oh, I'm going to post right. it. Here's a photo, and here's my family, and mm-hmm. there's no privacy anywhere. So everything. What do you there. feel you like, know so besides, like, if people are going to do, you know, their non-ID and obviously look for clues, you know, we want them to read and join groups and do DNA, is there another place, you know, um, I don't even know if I have one specific book, but you know, even some documentaries to watch. But I feel like sometimes there are little hidden gems. And, you know, you're in California, so, I, I mean, I know that there's some things that people can try, you know, to look at, even to help you before they come to you. Um, you know, is there anything special there? I mean, the libraries are full of information or, you know, I think people don't look at Facebook. I mean, that's another source, you know. Well, I think that non-ID is first and foremost, you know, the most important piece of information you can get because of all the information that it possibly can hold. And then what you do is you you figure out the date. You know, she was 19 and this year, so she's probably born in this year. And then, um, I mean, I can tell you, Facebook, once I have a name, Facebook Mm -hmm. is one of my best resources. I'm on it constantly because there's so much out there because people still don't know how to use privacy settings. Right, right. And um, Google is another one. I mean, it's just simple, but it's Google. And if you have a name and you know a a possible location. I found this one woman in Washington because she had mentioned in the non-ID that she was a contestant and she won a beauty contest in a really small town. And I was able to find, I knew her last name, I was able to find her full name because there was an old newspaper clipping on Ancestry. And so I was able to, on Ancestry, I was able to find who her parents were, who her family was, where they lived, what her parents did, and it all, you know, connects to the non-ID. You just match all the information to the non-ID. Right. And and then there's some other ones I use, like um, there's one I just discovered about, two years ago called Ben Verified. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. Ben Verified, and and you have to pay to to use it, but it's not that expensive. Another one that's really popular is Spokio. Oh, yeah. Have you Mm -hmm. heard of Spokio? Spokio and Finder 
Pipple, P-I-P-L, is one that a lot of people don't know about. Um, Dogromi and People Finder. Yeah. Those Have you heard are of dog? all really, no, I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. Dog Pile, yeah. I've got a whole list, too. Oh, Dog um, Pile. I thought you said Dog Finder. I'm all, what? What does that have to do? <laughs> well, it could be that. <laughs> you never know, right? I mean, hello. No, um, Dog Pile. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, I don't think people know those exist. And, you know, Spokio does a wonderful thing. I know this is kind of off topic, but they do, you know, Search Angel Awards. And right. um I'm actually on that committee, and they it's a wonderful thing. I mean, they really try to bring together, uh, you know, people who search and do a lot of good and, you know, whether it's, you know, free, you know, or whatever. But I think that there's so much out there that sometimes you need a fresh set of eyes to look at things. For sure. I think that one even thing, helps. One thing I recommend any of these sites you're using is to run a search using your own name first to check its accuracy. Right. You know, if you run right. a site, like the first time I ever ran my name on Spokio, I got a whole bunch of bogus information. And I'm like, this is not legit. This is not legit. But in certain parts, I noticed in my report on Spokio, certain parts were, were right, like my family members. And some people right. I didn't, have never heard of in my life. But so you can get information. And then the key, right. the key is to, like, do verification, to verify the information and do cross-referencing with the other sites, the favorite sites that you use. So if you find information on Spokio, go to Ben Verified and see if you're finding a little bit of the same information and you're going to find more. Right, exactly. Guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So right. Like, if you get a phone or address, you run the info on the different sites, um, just make, to make sure that the phone numbers keep coming up the same. And if you're still unsure and you feel kind of bold, verify the number. I actually have a separate cell number or a separate, yeah, separate cell that I use to call people. And the best time to call someone to see, to check if they have a voicemail is in the middle of the day because they'll most likely right. be working. Right, That's right. That's some, the, some of the hints I do. Well, I think, like you said, you know, um, checking to see if that number is good. Because, let's face it, you know, people with the cell, you know, plans the way they are, people change numbers now more often than they used to. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, you used to be you had a landline, and even if people had a cell, you, you usually didn't even know that. And right. so there's definitely some you know, some ways to check, like you said, call and see if, you know, that name, that sound, you know, <laughs> their voice or whatever all matches, yeah. you know. There's one that I use, there's one that I use that I've gotten some good information from just saying, I'm I'm answering, I'm responding to your ad on Craigslist. You know, I already know that I've got the right person, it's the right phone number, and they're like, can I ask why this is calling, why you're calling, and i just like, oh, I'm responding, and they'll be like, I didn't put anything on Facebook or Craigslist, and you're just like, oh, yeah. sorry to bother you. And, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong sorry. number. <laughs> and then another good another good um, hint or t- uh, tip is if your birth family has a common name, find a relative mm-hmm. or associate that's connected through with them through Ben Verified or Spokey or whoever, whatever site you use and try to trace them that way. Like say, for instance, 
your birth father's name is Charlie Brown. Okay, right. let's just say that. And then maybe you find somebody named Lucy Bramowitz connected. You're gonna the chances of finding a Lucy Bramowitz is greater than finding a Charlie Brown because Lucy's friends with Charlie or Lucy might be a sister-in-law. Right. And then right. Then you go that way. That's yeah. Take the name that's that's not as common and do some searching. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's an excellent way to do it. You mm-hmm. know, you were mentioning some of those sites. Um, to go to, and I I have done so many, or been at, I should say, so many workshops yeah. that a lot of these, you know, are given out by um, someone who does a great workshop, you know, at oh, yeah. <laughs> conferences you and I have been to. Um, but they really work. And I think, like no, you do. said, you know, you kind of go through these, and it's it's more or less, you know, just trying to build names up and then, like you said, if there's someone connected to them, because a lot of times it will say, you know, um, family members are or people, you know, Associate you know associated right. with, or it might uh-huh. even say, like with my name, you know, I've been married 12 times. I'm just kidding, not really 12. <laughs> but in the times I've been married, it might say, you know, you know, my name might have been Pam whatever, and so it lists right. them, and so you can kind of, you know, find somebody that way too. And yeah. you know, it's it's just a matter slowly kind of building it. And I think it's 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 very taxing. I think, and I think you know, you just take one step at a time. And a lot of times, right. I will tell people, you know, really don't don't overwhelm yourself. And if you get up in the day, do one thing. Do one thing you know, accomplish one thing in the search and then set it down and walk away. Now, if you've got more time, you know, or it's a day where you've got, you know, plenty of hours in the day to to do more and you don't feel like you're doing too much, then do another thing. But if you get one thing done a day, you really feel like you're making some momentum in it versus trying to, you know, that's really not going to work with me because I'm... (laughs) I'm going to try and solve it right there. But, you know, I think that's some, you know, it's. I think you just have to be really careful, though, because it is, it's overwhelming. It is, and, you know, you can't, you can't do so much that you then want to throw in the towel. Right. And can I say and, one thing about Facebook, even though it's one of my best resources? Sure. I really, I really love Facebook. But one thing I tell my, my clients is, even though they are your birth family, and I'm sure you've heard this before, they're strangers. You don't right. really know who these people are. And, and I'm all for trying anything you can to find your family. There was that whole um, craze of people making those uh, billboards, you know, those white poster mm-hmm. boards or whatever, and putting that information out. And a lot of people were successful that way. But you really don't know who these people are until you meet them face-to-face or have a conversation with them, and then you find out that they were like, oh, wow, I've got this kid coming back in my life. Maybe I can get some money from him because you really never know who you're dealing with. But it's right. not like that. I'm just saying that just be very, very careful. And that way, you know, saying that, I, I tell people to make up, um, you know, fake accounts, fake fake. Facebook or email accounts that you're going to use during this correspondence so it's not connected directly to mm-hmm. your, your identity. Right. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a name that I use um, when I make phone calls. It's my It was actually my birth name, Jessica. 
Well, I do think that that is good, though, because sometimes, you know, what if it doesn't go as well as you hoped? And, you know, when I do searches, if, you know, a mom says no, a birth mom says no, um, you know, I do my best to try and, you know, talk and get some type of contact and suggest emailing you know, possibly texting, whatever whatever might be the best way, writing a letter. Because, right. you know, that's still an option today. Typing a letter up, handwriting a letter up, a card, those are still options. I think we forget about that. And oh, wow. sometimes sure. that is is less invasive. And right. the only problem yeah, with that is that it. we just don't know that it gets to them. You know, you can do the, like, return receipt, so that's an option. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I always a, it's say a little have less. a signature required. Exactly. So you know that it was received and you know what day it was received. And give it some time. You know, you can't just expect them to get this wonderful letter in the mail after 50 years or whatever, how much time has gone by, and for them to pick up right. the phone. Some people do. Some people have been waiting for it their whole life. And some people are sure. like, oh, my God, I haven't told my husband or I haven't told right. my wife about right. this. Right. So it's just well, give them and time, I do, give and, people time. Yeah, and I think that is exactly what happens. I mean, the search that I had done not too long ago, that is what happened. And the mom just needed time. And I think that sometimes that's all that's needed. What's good is if there are other family members that are a little more open about this, and sometimes that does happen. You may have a sibling that's yeah. an adult, obviously, um, aunts or uncles. And sometimes that happens, too, that you can be involved with those family members. And sometimes, you know, the other people come in, you know, eventually. They just need that little extra time. And if you just kind of let them think about it for a bit, that does work. And I think we all want instant answers. And who can blame us? You know, we've waited right. for for long it is, you know, why can't we know today? And Right. We're impatient. You know, I'm one of those people I want to know today. I'm not a good patient yeah. person. Yeah. Not, not at all. Not me, at all. Me either. <laughs> no. It doesn't run in, in our blood. But, you know, I think if, that's, if everyone knows that that might be that way, maybe that might help. So, you know, if you're doing this search, you know, have someone else look at your stuff, too, that knows what they're doing. You know, try not right. to do this yourself because you know um if you have a friend who does searches or if you know someone or go on a um you know like a site that is helpful if you do dna there's dna detectives there are all kinds of uh dna help out you Mm -hmm. know the wazoo on on facebook now used to be a year or two years ago you can hardly find anybody and now it's a lot of places which is a really good option. Um, but in DNA, of course, you have to have someone testing in order for that to yeah. work. So, right, right. yeah, I think, I really think that DNA will be what turns things around. I think I that. I completely agree with you. I mean, I don't know. I think we're at maybe 18 states that have open records. And, of course, even with Indiana, there's, you know, the restrictions, but it is still better 
than being a closed state at this point. And yes. you know, as frustrating as that is, there there's at least an option there and I think that eventually we'll have DNA will just step in and it will I mean we won't even need OBC. But I still I think it's important for us to get our original birth certificates. Oh, to, yeah. You know, see them and hold them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember when I talked to my the social service person, uh, the social worker that was assigned when when I requested my non ID, mm-hmm. and I already I had already found my birth mother. I'd already got her consent, and she had sent a letter in that you know please send me all you know, all the paperwork that right. I signed that had to do. And they sent it to her, Pam, and they blocked out his name, you know, because they're still uh. protecting who he is. And so I remember talking to her after the paperwork was sent, and I'm like, no, my birth mother was talking to the social worker, and she goes, well, it's still, we're still protecting his identity. And so we still, you know, couldn't find him, even though we got the paperwork. It was all blacked out. And that, it wasn't just blacked out. It was blacked out. And then it was made copies, and then it was blacked out again. Right. I mean, God forbid, I right. see any syllable of his name. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, and, then, so with, and then my birth mother thought a couple names, and so I mentioned these names to the social worker, and she goes, "Nope, that's not what I have here." And I'm like, "Please, just tell me what are you looking at?" It's so right. frustrating. So frustrating. Right. Well, you so know, what they, are you going to do? You just move on. Well, you know, no, you have friends help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that when you run into something like that, you know, again, though, you know, go to go to someone else. You know, when you what used to be when before you had DNA, before you had all of these, you know, magic things to do and websites. I mean, my search was pre-computer days, so that really ages me. Yeah. But I did it all like phone books and you know things like that. What there that? still are some of those things that are left that are right there. And my my birth mom and her parents were both in my phone book. They lived more than an hour away, but our phone book extended out beyond that. And now we don't have phone books really, so we don't have those documents. But you know, you do have the computer, but. That phone book was pretty amazing. There's a lot of names, a lot of things to research. And, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, the searches I used to do, it's amazing that anyone even found anyone before the right. day of, you know, data that we could access at the, you know, fingertips of a computer. So, yeah. Do we want to leave anybody with anything, you know, I know people want medical. I think that's important. And I know, you know, you want that. Um, you have any sites that, besides, I know we just talked about a lot, but I want you to mention, too, again, where, you know, people can go to if they would like to, you know, discuss with you about searching oh, sure. in California, and I know that's your main place. So well, I, have, um, I have my website, which is www.adoptionsearchcalifornia.com, and my email is all one word, thetriadsearcher at gmail.com. Okay. And then I have a I have a Facebook account. Um, I really need to be more on top of that. It's uh, it's connected to my account, Lisa Robinson, but it's the Triad Search Consultant. And I get daily views. I don't get a lot of people that 
contact me through there because all my information is there and they'll email me or um right Right, um, but I have, I you know, I have a Facebook account. I think it's just because everybody has one, so so I do have sure. a Facebook one. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think so too, if you're, if you're going to reach you too, that you know, um, what we could do is we posted the show up, and um, we will be putting them up on our uh, website, so we'll have it up there. But maybe we can post it within the posting for the radio show. So mm-hmm. yeah. if you go to Lisa's Facebook page. Um, or mine, um, or also if you go to um, Indiana Adoption Network on Facebook, we'll post uh, Lisa's you know website and all that you know information up there. So that's a great way to find it. Um, so don't forget to go to Indiana Adoption Network dot uh, mm-hmm. org the website or Indiana Adoption Network on Facebook. We are also on Twitter. So if anybody's interested in following us, it's INAD2018, and that is when Indiana Opens Their Records is in July of 2018. So we're really excited about that date. I know. And we are actually doing a conference in um, April of 2017. So April 21st and 22nd, we're going to be doing a conference. So Everybody what, can what look. What city oh. is it? It's Blooming. Where is it in Indiana? It's in Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's home it. of Indiana University. So we are hoping that all the wonderful keynotes and workshops and everything like that will really, you know, interest a lot of people. We'll put all of that up come November. So we're finishing all that wonderful information and getting all that together. Awesome. Can so give out that. Yeah, Patty Hahn and uh, Brian Stanton will be there Friday night. We have some amazing, awesome. you know, daytime keynotes and some workshops. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be really great, you guys. It's gonna be about two days. Um, it'll be packed full. You'll be exhausted. You'll need a day off to think about <laughs> all of the information. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I'm gonna try my hardest to get there. Okay. Well, I would love it. And so I want to thank you for being on today thank and giving everybody some great pointers because I really think we forget we need all of that. And remember, just go to Indiana Adoption Network on Facebook. We'll post up Lisa's information soon. And if you have any questions for me, you can email me at Pam, Indiana Adoption Network, at gmail.com. And I'm so glad everybody was on here today. And as always, blue skies and green lights. And thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Fashion Emergency Hotline. Help, I've got major Black Friday FOMO. You don't have to miss out if you go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep. Skip the crowds and get 40% off your entire purchase in store. 40% off right now? That's right. And today, for one day only, all jeans for the family are 50% off. 50% off all jeans? I'm not scared of that. Thanks so much. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Valid 1119. 40% off valid through 1122 in stores only. Excludes clearance, gift cards, register lane items, jewelry, and today only deals. Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery fast at speaking. I'm on my way. I'm in the backyard here, Ed. Wow, you are fast. Yes, sir. Freaky fast and freaky good. But I got to say, I've never delivered to a dude in a doghouse. Well, I'm definitely in the doghouse. I thought in the doghouse was just an expression, a figure of speech. Well, the doghouse is a very real place. How long are you condemned to your canine quarters? Too soon to tell, but on the bright side. The doghouse has a bright side. Yeah, the wife can't throw a lap this far. I guess she's been working out. Order Jimmy John's sandwich delivery today. Jimmy John's. Freaky fast. Freaky fresh.